Welcome to the podcast, On Board, Navigating Corporate and Clinical Trial Travel with EQ Travel Management. EQ with experts in corporate travel, delivering integrity, intelligence, and innovation. This is Jordan Rich with Frank Jeffrey, the CEO, and Duncan Sanders, the Operations Director of EQ Travel. There have been many cultural and political and economic changes throughout the world in the last two to three years. You've written a very good article, Top Six Corporate Travel Predictions, and these are actually coming true right now, Frank. Let's start with the first one, a return to -to face-to-face meetings. What are your clients looking for these days? I think our clients are just desperate to get out and see their clients, meet them again, reconnect with them, you know, keep the relationships, um, you know, historically good relationships that they just don't evolve the way that they should on a Teams call or a Zoom call. And I think um, particularly if you're in the business, you're selling a service, if you can spend time with someone and actually see them, talk to them, see their reactions, it's a much more true conversation than any video call. We're having one right now in this studio. Duncan Sanders is also here from EQ, and uh, you've noticed the same thing, I imagine, from the people you're working with. They're thrilled to be able to shake hands and say hello and have dinner in in the flesh. Absolutely, and that's what you know. Um, people thrive on you. Know, they thrive on making those personal relationships with the people that they're doing business with. You know, in life we go through through personal relationships, making friendships and and creating bonds, and that transfers through to to doing business. You know. You do business with people that you're comfortable with. You negotiate deals, and you can do that, as as Frank was saying, when you're sitting in front of someone and, and building that rapport, and that's really important. And you know, our travelers are enjoying getting that, and also getting back out of their offices and out on the road. The thing that we don't often think about is it's fun to have a different look and environment, go to a different city, try different food, meet different people, uh, take a tour, whatever. You're not always in the meeting at 24/7. You have a little bit of time, and that's what we talked about in a previous episode, leave yourself a little extra time. Don't squeeze everything in, knowing the delays that can happen, Frank. Yeah, exactly. You know, build in some time. If you have to arrive in a city the day before, you know, make the most of it. As you say, go out for dinner, uh, connect with that client on a, a more kind of sociable level, you know, use the time to either expand on a relationship or just, you know, make some time for yourself, you know, book that massage that you wanted to have for the last six months and didn't have time to and just take the stress away from traveling. I don't know if you coined this or it's just the term of art, pleasure. Is that what it's called? Uh, Pleasure, the travel where you combine leisure and business business together. Pleasure. Pleasure. I love it. I love it. So what else besides a massage would you suggest to your clients these days? I think just get to know the places that you're going to see. Um, You know, it, it may sound... Well, you know, I'm taking a day off and I'm, you know, I'm going to do a city tour or whatever. But when you get in front of your clients or your prospective clients the next day and you know a little about their city and you can make that conversation and show that your interest, that cuts through so much. And it gives them a mental vacation and then they can get to work. Yeah. And I think historically we've all been guilty of we leave home, we get in a car, we go to the airport, we get on a plane, we get off a plane, we get in a car, we go to a room, we go to a meeting, we get back and we do the whole thing in reverse. And you could actually be anywhere in the world. So while travels is unpredictable as it is just now, this is a good time to change that. 
you know, add on some time for yourself. You quote in the article a recent survey by National Geographic indicating that not, this is no big surprise. 90% of millennials who are traveling just want to have fun. <laughs> That's why I want to be a millennial in the worst way again. <laughs> I really do. So an example uh, from your work, if you have one, Duncan, of uh, what you did for a particular client or group of clients to alleviate the stress a little bit and help them uh, enjoy themselves. Do you have any? We've actually got um, a client who makes a, a, a purpose of their trips to to have some downtime and have some fun time. So they quite often come to us and say, where's a good hotel that is serious for business, but is located where we can have fun, you know, either side of, of that time. And, um, you know, whether it's Miami and they're wanting somewhere on Collins Avenue or, you know, uh, places in Europe, then we're guiding them, them through that. That is so important. Location, location, location when it comes to where you actually sleep that night is huge. I mean, if I'm, we're recording this in Boston. That's my city, so I know it quite well. And you guys know it because you have an office here. There are some amazing hotels right on the Freedom Trail, which is the historic trail near Fenway Park or Symphony Hall, any of these places. That's where you want to put people if they want that kind of experience, right? Absolutely. And if people aren't familiar with the city, they want to be able to walk out of the, their hotel door and feel comfortable and in the surroundings. You know, They want to be able to easily find a restaurant to locate or a point of interest that they don't know about that they can learn about and go back home and, and tell the stories. Oh, I had this you know, fantastic trip to, to Boston and you know, I got to see the Italian Quarter, which was just down the road and, and the wharf and then you know, wandered up through the park. So. Yeah. It's those sorts of stories that, that make the trip worthwhile. Are you now getting creative when it comes to where you put people up? Because there are more options than ever. It's not just the downtown Five Star or the downtown Hyatt. I mean, there seem to be a lot of options with B&Bs and stuff like that. Frank? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, people who want different types of accommodation. You know, some people want to be self-sufficient. So for them, an apartment-style accommodation is perfect. You know, they want to cook for themselves. Mm. They want to go home. They don't need service. They don't need a restaurant. They just want to be there. We have other people who are going to go completely crazy through their trip, as in it's going to be back to back. They want breakfast when they need it. They want someone that can do laundry for them and so on. So those people will go into hotels. And then you've got people who want to feel something local. So they might go into a B&B, mm. um, you know, connect with the people who have lived in the area for years and just do something that's that, you know, bit less formal. So, so if I'm a new client and I meet with you, um, no matter where I meet with you, how, are these the kind of things you want to know about me, what I want from me and my uh, fellow employees? Yeah, absolutely. And these are the things that we learn about you face-to-face, -face, not on a Teams call or a Zoom call. Mm. Um, you know, we spend time with you, we get a feeling for, you know, you, the person, and then we can ask you those questions that steer you and your colleagues to the right kind of accommodation rather than just you telling me the answer that you think I want to hear. Right. I, I was thinking of um, being in New England, of course. There are so many inns and beautiful, uh, not even hotels, but uh, B&Bs. I mean, all these great historic places that serve homemade breakfast, whether you're in Gloucester or Cape Cod or wherever, that might be what I want and my colleague over here wants to stay at the Ritz. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. And as, as you say, there's so many different forms of accommodation these days, but even down to the to the brands. So within the sort of the Marriott group of, of family of, of hotels, they actually now style each of their individual brands 
so you understand if you're a, a young sort of trendy tech person you might want to go and stay at the W Hotel whereas someone who's not in that demographic you put them in the Ritz. So they've figured it out. They they've, know they know how to uh, delineate marketing and make sure they demographically go after the right people and that's where they and you are simpatico. So you know what is available for me or anyone else you, you at your fingertips I would imagine. It, it certainly helps for us to align where we put you with you know, your, your interests and, and your tastes. And speaking of taste, uh, food is always on the minds of everyone, right? Does that enter into what we're talking about? I mean, uh, most cities have fine restaurants, but can you help me if I'm going to a city for the first time and I need to know where to eat? Quite often we can help you from our own knowledge. Um, mm -hmm. Also, if you tell us, you know, I'm meeting four or five people we want to have a dinner and we want to have a chat about X, we can then do some research and say, okay, you know, ah. have that dinner meeting, do it in, you know, that private room in a hotel restaurant as opposed to a table for six in a big trendy open space where you can actually That eat is each other. very valuable, very valuable because business is all about communicating, hearing the other person. <laughs> and, and in some cases, you want also privacy for, uh, for business security reasons. Absolutely. Let's give another example or two before we wrap up on this episode. Uh, we're talking again about things that have changed. These are predictions. Many of them have already come true. Uh, Duncan, uh, talk a bit about any experience you've had where somebody said, I really don't want to stay in this kind of a lodging. I'd rather stay in this kind of thing. What can you do for me? Do you have any examples? We, we quite often get that more from, from travel managers, actually, with uh, rather than the individual um, travelers okay. themselves. So um, a traveler, um, travel manager might come to us and say, we've got this demographic of people that you know, we know that they always want to be in this type of, of hotel, but mm -hmm. it doesn't quite fit within budget. Where can you direct them that will give them that, that same vibe, but is going to fall within our guidelines? I'm glad you mentioned travel managers. They do the surveying of their people and then they come to you. Exactly. Right? Okay. And to the flip of what Duncan's just said, we've also had to tell people that this accommodation is not right for you and sometimes be very tactful in doing that. You know, we have a client, we look after their customer advisory boards. They were running one in a European city and they decided they were going to stay at the Ritz. But the client demographic was tech guys who want to be in t-shirts and jeans. And in the Ritz, you have to wear a jacket and tie. Uh, that's right. So they wanted the Ritz and I had the job of telling them that they were too scruffy to go to the Ritz and try and dress. Did you use the word scruffy? Uh, pretty much, actually. Okay. okay. That's can, a good word, by the way. You can do that when you know somebody. <laughs> yeah. Very good point. And we've got other issues to tackle in future episodes, but I love that because you don't want people to get there and, first of all, be turned around and disappointed or feel that they were rooked. You want to be honest. You have to be honest with people in a, in a very tactful way. Yeah. And it goes back again to knowing your client. You know, if you have the rapport with someone you can actually go to them and say, you know what, you can't go into this meeting in this event with that group of people. They're yeah. going to be uncomfortable. It's all about relationship, whether it's the business people themselves or them with you. It's all about an effective relationship. So in our next episode, we're going to be talking about the all-encompassing 
millennial who wants to self-book and what that means, as well as uh, looking at technology and business travel as a perk. All that coming up. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. This has been On Board, Navigating Corporate and Clinical Trial Travel with EQ Travel Management, the podcast to take with you on your travels. Find out more at eqtravel.com and share news about this podcast with your friends and associates. From everyone at EQ Travel, be safe and be well.